Hey y'all, welcome to the Let's Be For Real podcast. This is Denise Sub, and welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And I am sitting here with my oh boy, my dog, my guy, Ace Word Buku, Seth Bowles. What's up, man? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, man? How everything been going with you? Man, good. Uh, as I stated before, this uh, sinus stuff going on. This weather change got everybody upside down. Man, it's getting all of us. It's getting all of us, man. Yeah, so glad we get the chance to finally catch up because I know we've been talking about this for a minute. So today we're going to be talking about Never Say I Care. So I know that is your brand's motto. Correct. Okay, okay. So what I'm going to do first, I'm going to introduce you to the people so the people know a little bit about you. Is that all right with you? That's perfectly fine with me, man. All right, all right. Nobody be about Alex's style. All right, so here we have Seth Bowles, who is originally from Baton Rouge. Is that correct? Correct. <laughs> All right, so uh, Seth has a brand that's called Lionhearted Brand that was established in 2018. Um, he was told there are different things he wasn't going to be able to do, and he wouldn't be able to thrive due to his physical or mental disability, anything as such. So Seth was born with cerebral palsy, and from an early age, he was told that his physical limitations were going to inhibit him from accomplishing success in life. Doctors told Seth that he would never walk, that he would not live to the age of 12 years old. In spite of this, Seth became his physical challenges, do sports, and pursue his dreams of becoming a powerlifter and entrepreneur. Okay, come on, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> so Seth used his own life accomplishments as a fuel to develop the Lionhearted brand. The mission of Lionheart is to never give up, being lighthearted means overcoming obstacles, fighting until you achieve your goal. Seth prides himself on attacking each day with a positive mindset where he proves to himself and others that they can overcome. Lighthearted Brit is a constant reminder to never say I can't, but to never give up. That's dope, man. That's, That's definitely what it is, man. It's definitely what it is. I remember when we first met. Uh, of course, a lot of people that, that I talk about are most of them clients, right? And yeah. we sat in the chair and we just jailed right off the bat, like just talking about life and overcoming stuff. And I remember you were talking about you were a power lifter. And I was like, man, I always talked about being a bodybuilder. That was which was funny. Yeah. And I said, wait a minute. You said, yeah, I have a disability, but I don't never really just expose it. But, you, you know, I think you've expressed that. Some people can tell by the way you walk or just your posture, having an imbalance. Yeah. And so with that, what has been your struggle knowing that that's what you've been dealing with most of your life? Like, share a little bit of your story. How uh, you- a lot of the struggle is day-to-day pa- daily pain. I'm mm-hmm. in pain daily, but yeah. it wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you hey look i'm in pain because it's it's always gonna be it's always gonna be there so it's like if i tell you i'm in pain it's it's past 10. so if i'm able to tell you hey look i'm hurting it's on a normal person scale it's i'm going to the hospital that's how bad it that's that's the only way i can explain it because my 10 and a normal person's 10 is two different tolerances, but I've always been able to tell and I've always been able, been told to not pay attention to anything or not pay attention to it at all. So I wasn't even raised as a, with a disability. I wasn't even raised 
to even have that in my conscience. So if I seen anybody playing, or as a kid, if I seen kids playing, mm, go ahead, go play. Yeah. So you, I mean, you were treated normal. You know how some people take it as like the, oh, woe is me. And, oh, he see delicate and be careful. You never felt like that. <laughs> Always, it, it, as a kid, you go, you gonna look at him and be like, something wrong with me. I know something's wrong, but I'm a kid, so okay, I want to play. You saw past played as played as normal. Then, as I've I've always been told, I had cerebral palsy, but it's like as a kid, you don't know what that is. You don't know what it's affecting. You don't know any of that. So as I started getting older, I started to look into it and try to research it. And then I thought back until my first surgery. Mm -hmm. And the doctor was like, oh, he, he told my mom and my dad, he's not going to walk. So, and this is about, I think, six, maybe five or six, my first surgery. My dad was like, my dad was like, no, nah, I'm not going, I'm not taking that. I don't accept that. But so, how did that make you feel, though, as a kid? Like, did you for me, I didn't, that? I didn't, for me, I didn't. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it at all. I'm just, I'm just like, well, why am I, why am I being told I can't do this? And at at, at a certain point, I'm like, I I kept hearing my my uh, my dad was like, no, I don't want to hear that, because I kept like I kept saying as a kid, you know, you get frustrated and be like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. He'll get frustrated with me and tell me, no, I don't want to hear it. If you want it, you have to go get it. And stay, you know how people baby kids, oh, you had them, oh, you can't reach it here. No. If you want it, it's in the refrigerator, you go get it. If you don't, if you don't go get it, I'm not, I'm not gonna reach it for you unless you sick, ill, can't really move. No. But you're sitting here playing, okay, go get it. And well, I can respect that. They taught that. you have a bit of stress, like I can, strong enough to handle it. Yes, I can respect that as far as it okay, they're not neglecting. It's not it's no neglect. It's a it's showing, okay, if you want something really if you want something bad enough, go get it. Yeah. If you if you sitting here telling yourself you can't do it, you can't do it, you can't do it, you're not gonna do it. And I had that then that's one thing that I did have to overcome. And I can say that because I did, as as young, I was in my head as usual. Well, because like I said, it was told to me that there wasn't going to be any possibility of walking. I was going to be in a wheelchair. So it was constantly, okay, in my head as a kid, okay, I can't do it anyway. Okay, whatever. I want to do it. So everything that I said I wanted to do, my pop was like, okay, you're going to do it. Baseball, softball, football, track, you're going to do it. Did it all. If, if that's what you want to do, do it. I don't want to hear you can't. Oh, it hurts. Okay, yeah, I know it's going to hurt, but do you still want it? That's what's up. And he was like, okay, if you want it bad enough, 
does that pain make you feel some type of way as far as does it make you want to continue or does it make you want to quit? But Doug, do you think your dad wanted you to see past the pain? Like you said, yep. push even harder instead of saying like, I, I, I'm hurting too much, I don't want to do it. Or is it the, just use it as a form of motivation as well as discipline. He was kind of using it more as a, a motivation than anything because Yes, he'll sit there. Hey, look, I know if you if you really need something, I got you. Right. But I'm also not gonna coddle you. So if you, you're a boy, so if you if you want to do it, you're gonna do it. I'm not gonna sit here and baby you about the situation. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna baby you about the situation. Go get it. You want to play? You gonna play? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Oh, I can't do this. No, we're gonna play. Yeah. So, as you got older and got more active in sports and activities and things like that, did you see that as uh, what pushed you into like continuous sports and even uh, powerlifting? Yes, it did. Because at the age of twelve, when I walked back into the doctor. The whole doctor's office was in shock. The entire doctor's office. I remember that day like it was yesterday. So then after that, I walked out and then I was still playing baseball. So as and this is what middle school? Yeah, sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade, which so, yeah, so playing baseball and stuff like that, track, soccer. And then I got in high school, and I was like, I want to play football. So it kind of, it it was a, it was an over-motivation for me because I'm already small. So it's like, okay, they don't think I'm going to play football anyway. So now I have to show you that I can play football and deal with, the overcoming of the training. So now I'm playing football. I'm I'm doing this, and they they're seeing. Oh man, he he, he has heart. And it, and the only thing that's kind of that kind of separates me, and that that will show my condition as of now, and. When I was in high school playing football or running track, the only thing that I show the difference that from my condition is my recovery. That's the only thing that shows. Was and if you ever like, my recovery take a long time to recover. my recovery is not the same as everybody. So say if if you was to train today and tomorrow heavy as a bodybuilder, mm -hmm. my fatigue would shoot. It would shoot me in the fatigue and the second day I wouldn't be able to fully push through that full heavy. I would have to take a break because everything will be cutting off. Every like and it won't be because I wanted to cut off. It's it's just the nerves the nervous system won't, yeah. like won't allow it. Yeah. 
you gotta like take that tub and sit down maybe a day or two. Yeah. So like my training cycle, um every other day. Okay. Okay. At least you know you're aware of what your body can and can't take. And so now we're tweaking, and and as far as powerlifting, we're tweaking now my competition because, and I fatigue, like I said, I fatigue really quickly. And it's not because I want to fatigue quickly, it's because I don't have any control over it. Yeah. That makes sense. I think that's kind of like the same thing I did with, with arthritis. Like some people think I could go four or five days. But after a while, I'm like, I'm burned out. Like, my body was saying, okay, enough is enough. So even a few people were surprised that I took the last two weeks off. But I was like, knowing what I deal with muscularly, some people think, okay, well, arthritis is best to work out while you have it. But I also know, too, I need time to recover and, you know, relax. And then get, gain the strength back to go harder. Because I can't keep going harder, you know, like that. So, yeah, I truly understand what you're saying. So now I'm back to about three days a week, every other day, and then I'll pick back up later. So, I got you. It's the dog, baby. <laughs> yeah, I had to put him inside. But yeah, it's the the fatigue for me. It's really, it's. And that's what it's it's more frustrating for me because I don't like to fatigue quickly and I know my potential. Yeah. So it, it's frustrating, like it's overly frustrating for me because it's like, okay, I can do it, but I can't show it because I don't know the fatigue pattern. I haven't conquered that part yet. And it's 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 real easy. But I still haven't like I said I haven't mastered the fatigue. I've gotten to be able to conquer the fatigue in the gym, but I'm not able to conquer the fatigue on the platform yet. Okay. So, how many shows have you competed in as a power lifter thus far? Um, I think six, six. maybe seven. Okay. And have you broken any records? Anything? Um, I had for about four year, five years. I had the state of Texas and Louisiana's powerlifting record uh, for bench, deadlift, and total. But now, it's broken. I don't have it anymore. Do you feel like you... What is, what is your, like, prep routine, your preparation for uh, a show? Um, I have a... I have a training cycle that usually do either 8 weeks or 16. Depends on, like I said, depends on how far it is out and how my how my body fatigues I have to see it depends on how I start because I, I started I start to see the fatigue in during the week so that I, I either change my deloads or I have my uh, 
my coach changed the deloads for me because it's like I said, it gets it gets real tiring. And it is just like I said, it's more frustrating for me because I know the weight is easy. It's just my body doesn't want to do it. So how do you how do you push through on certain some, some days when you feel like okay I gotta get this done? Do you feel like okay music? Music? What's your go to music? Um, it's gonna either have to be Wayne or something from Louisiana that gets me dancing. That that it Wayne or like I said Wayne or some jigging music as we call it. Okay. Okay. What about Boosie? That that's yes, Boosie, Webby, Wayne, the old Wayne. Okay. When Gates was first coming out, his 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 mixtapes and his first album. That's about it. But stuff like Ashley. that is yes, like the old <laughs> the old stuff. But yeah. but as far as the new stuff, I deal with uh I go with uh HD, okay. president. Um, I do. Uh, what else? It's just a lot. It's just a lot of, I wanna, I would say trap music, just to kind of get that adrenaline running. Yeah. Start it like okay. I feel yeah, and I kind of, and depends on, like I say, depends on the the vibe of the song. I I listen to it. That'll keep me. It'll keep me going. But that's the only thing that'll put keep me pushing through it. Cause like a like even a. Even a lot of times in the gym, I I start getting in my head, and people in the gym, and that's the crazy part about it. People in the gym will see it. People like, cause when I go to the gym, I don't really, I don't talk to many people. I go to get in, get out. If you don't, if you don't know me, you wouldn't know I'm there. But the people that know me when they see me in the gym, they can see when I'm in my head, cause they've seen me long enough. So. Yeah. Pick up our body language, facial expression, type of situation. So I, I can really yeah, they 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 they've seen me long enough, and they'll come up to me, "Hey man, what's going on?" And I'll be like, "Man, I don't, I ain't feeling it. This I'm supposed to go. I got two more sets after this, and this this I'm thinking it's gonna feel heavy. It's like, what you you you've done it yet? Nah, I, it, the last set felt like a ton. He was like. And he'll be like, uh, because it's a, it's, a, I can't remember a guy's name, but I know his face. But he'll come over and he'll be like, hey, oh, it's 315 today, huh? I was like, no, I have 350. He was like, okay, have you done this? No. 285 felt heavy, felt like a ton. He's like, okay, you need a spot? I said, yeah, I got you. Go did 315, it comes up. I do that. I gotta do that for two. Two sets of two. Okay. I mean, well, one set of two. Hit that. He's like, man, what you complaining about? It's like, man, look, look don't even do that to me. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Like basically put you a chance. Like, all right, brother, let's get it. Yeah. Time. But I rather I like people to hold me to the same standard I hold other people to. Especially if you if it's coming to work, talking about working out. Yeah, if you tell if you coming in here, coming in the gym, you coming to work out. You're not coming in to complain. That's good. That's good. I think I do the same thing sometimes when I go to the gym. And 
times also that's the reason why I took some time off because I do I like that muscle mind connection and so when y'all walk in and I'm in a fog or I'm in a funk ain't no way I'm motivated to really do this workout I'm just going to the motions but I'm not going to see or feel the results so do you ever feel the same way like okay I gotta yes um when I feel that same way only thing changes that is the first time I touch the bar whether it's bench squat deadlift or accessory work. Right. What changes my mindset is the first time I touch that bar. I'm gonna be either, it can go one or two ways, either I'm not feeling it today. And that's the hardest fight for me when it comes to, and I touch it and I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling it today. That means I gotta warm up, I gotta warm up longer. Yeah, that's true. And that part there, it, it's kind of tricky for me because like I said, the fatigue, if I warm up longer, my body's going to fatigue quicker. Yeah. So, how do you so if I catch it in it, so if I catch it in time and I'm saying that same mindset and I get under the bar, I'm like, okay, it's better than I thought. So do you check your limit as far as like your warm up? Like, okay, I'm only going to do a certain amount of these things or like, is there any cardio involved before you start? Um, no, not before. My cardio is after. Okay. That's good. Because everybody's different. You know, some people say you warm up and you, that's for endurance, and then you warm or either you cool down with uh, cardio in order to gain some muscle. To be yeah, I do. I do my cardio and my core work last because, like I said, fatigue for me. Because if it's a squat day and I go for run and I go run two miles, three three miles, I'm gonna my legs are gonna be dead. It makes total total sense. I can see how that could truly affect how you operate, knowing you know what you're dealing with physically anyway. So makes total sense. Yep. So, so as far like as most of that, that's pretty easy. And I'm, I'm like I said, I've got it calculated now in the gym. I'm just trying to get it calculated on the platform. So you did your last show, what month was that? Was it August or July? Uh, July. July, okay. It was at the American Fit Expo. How was yes. that prepared for that competition? What was that like? Mentally uh, prepared? It was, mentally it was easy. Okay. Physically it was hard because I ran into a lot of time when I was sick and then it, there's weather changing at that time so sinuses my allergies so i had to fight through that a lot from the summer to the i guess it was a transition from the summer to the spring or the fall or whatever transition that goes and my body feels it I, I agree. and it's I agree. and it's really really bad and that's the that's a hard fight especially if I gotta self-motivate, if I gotta self-motivate and my body is aching. Yeah. And it's not that it it feels like I'm 75 already. You feel like you've aged sooner than you were. It feels physically. like I'm like 75, but I'm not. And it's that's that's about the only downfall to everything when it switches. But as far as the prep, as far as the gym prep, everything in the gym went smoothly everything so how long ago was your last competition 
before July, July was a year and a half. A year and a half. Was that the was that the show that was around your birthday? Yeah, yes, in Beaumont. Okay, okay. What show was that one? What was that called? Was it the August sixth? It was it was the uh I think it was the the Liberty. I think I'm not sure, but I know it was in Beaumont. But because it was a fit expo also. So be doing who you are and your bottle never say I care help you motivate help motivate you to begin your clothing line. And I remember when we right. first had the conversation about say D, this is what I, I, I'm thinking I want to do this. What you think? I was like, shit, what you yeah. wanna do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What what made you feel that was the route you wanted to go as far as putting it out there like I feel this motivation is me and maybe it could inspire others. What was that that drive for you to get started with your clothing brand? For me, for me, it was the constant. First of all, my cousin and my dad always instilled in me, like I said, never to quit, never to give up, no matter what it was. So I, I, I constantly started seeing parents telling young kids, oh, you can't do this because of this, 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 and this. Or they can't do this because of this, 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 and this. You already limitate. You already put limitations on them. They haven't even tried it. Yeah, that's hard. Just because of your expectations, just because of your expectations or your knowing or your limits in your head, you're putting limits on them already, and they haven't even haven't even tried or even attempted to figure it out for themselves. First of all, or either no, hey, look, this pressure hurts, or yeah. hey, look, this this movement hurts, or I'm not able to 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 sit down like this. Okay, you they don't know that you already told them in their head they don't they can't do it. We're talking about a day three, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I said you could be talking them out of their three, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. So with that, your brand being established in 2018, how have you seen yourself, I guess, with your brand taking off? Do you notice or even did you experience like the high volume of people like that's dope? Like the yes. motivation to support what you were doing. You've been yes. in contact with a lot of people outside of, you know, your your small community. How has that made yes. you feel knowing the best? It makes me it makes me feel it makes me feel like I'm actually doing something positive and it makes me feel like I'm actually doing something good because I I can walk into the grocery store and be people, oh I like I like that saying on the back. I like it. What does it mean? And then it starts conversation. I I I really don't like talking to people, but yeah. it help it's helping me to be able to engage in in people's conversation and for one, get my brand out there and get knowledge of my condition and help people to understand you can, no matter what you're going through, you can still push through it, whether it's physical or mental. Yeah, we are going to have bad days. But in the same sense, of those bad days, does the, how many good days do you have? You can't just look for everything to be shining and Sunshine and rainbows every day. Yeah. So how do you use, like, say for the bit of your bottle, never say I can't. 
and knowing that you just said there's not always sunshine and rainbow, what do you use or what is something that will trigger you to get out of a funk on one of your bad days? Like, you know what? What what next? Like, how do you use that as fuel for the next thing that you got going? Um, hearing my dad and now hearing my uncle telling me to get off my ass, excuse my language, get off my ass and get to it. Uh, you felt that your father, your uncle, like your male robot that encouraged you, right? Yes, my dad was like my brother more than my dad. Really? How so? He was like my brother more than my dad. We, we have conversations and talks about any and everything. Okay. Any and everything, but it's also a boundary of respect and a boundary of what can be said and what's not said. But it's also a free, it's a free space to talk about what's needed to be talked about. That's good. It sounds like being dead, but you know how we yeah, talk. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a free space to, to talk, especially, okay, say if I have a question or, or say if I'm feeling, like you said, feeling down. Hey, Pop. What's going on? And we start talking. Hey man, I ain't, I'm 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 not feeling it today. Um I'm, I'm dragging. Okay. All right. Sit down, eat, chill out, come back, talk to me. And if you don't, if if you feeling if you feeling out the funk, we can go run around, talk. We can always gonna talk and shoot the shit. Right. And that's usually how that's usually how it gets everything gets once you start laughing, everybody's okay. Yeah. It's, it's you sometimes just have to light the boot and then it kind of yeah. rekindles the once, fire. And that, and that's that's one thing I did learn actually like dealing with surgeries and dealing with pain and all this stuff. And like I said, I deal with chronic pain daily and depression and anxiety. So it's kind of Laughter is the universal language. Tell me about it. We cut the <laughs> laughter is universal. How many times have you ever gone to somebody older? You see them in the hospital, you see them at the house dragging. Once they start laughing, then look, look, look what happens to their mood. Look what happens. Everything changes. Laughter is like what they say a form of medicine. Um, it is. I noticed when me and you talk often about like different life situations, as soon as we crack a joke about something serious, it's like, okay, moving right along, next thing, yeah. you know, to discuss. And I think one thing I will applaud, I ain't gonna go too deep, but I remember the day I called you an emergency. And another Correct. time after that, when we talked about it, we talked bad shit. <laughs> Correct. About, you know, like, dude, ain't no way we should be calling people two, three, or four different people before we get to somebody that says, hey, I'm coming through. And sometimes you may not even know the depth of how much something is and how much it means for a person to really hear somebody say, I'm on my way. You know what I'm saying? And it's rare, you know? So when we crack yeah. up about just life in general, you know, it's like, oh, it ain't that bad. Like, it might have been a bad Man, moment. I had to I had to learn it. Like I said, I have my ups and I have my downs, but I had to learn all of a sudden, man, it's a lot of stuff you can't control. 
Only worry about the stuff you can. Yeah. Only worry about the stuff you can. Because yeah. the stuff, if you're going to stress about stuff you can't change, you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. That's true. So and I think it gets that sometimes it gets too deep, especially in our head, where we start thinking yep. too. We think beyond what we actually know. This is really what it is, but we try to think of the worst in order to keep to keep thinking about our situation actually really being bad. But then we make yep. it bigger than what it is, and it's really just this small. So. Yep. So yeah, that's that's kind of my motivation of how I push through bad days, even when I have good days. It's looking, and I can hear him laughing or hear him talking to me and saying cracking jokes. Man, it's crazy because I've always been able to, I guess, talk and pass through stuff like that. Uh-huh. So, you um, okay? Besides your clothing brand, Lionhearted brand, you came Correct. up with the idea of having your own dog. Yes. And from that, you got your first dog. How Correct. Dog? What you get your first dog? Um, I got him about six years ago. Six years ago, okay. That's Kane, right? Yes. All right. And so you developed the Lionhearted Kibble. Yep. How many dogs you got there? Um, in total, six. But I have four here. Okay. And... Look, you see me like I thought it was four, but I remember that. Okay. Yeah. I have I have six for my personal, but they're not staying with me i don't have a six staying with me i have another male and another female but one the ones in louisiana and ones in, in uh texas uh. Okay. Cool. and so with that you, okay so let me see if i can remember i'm gonna try to name all your dogs if i can remember so you have k which was your first uh-huh then you got dollar Nala, yes. Okay, so you got JD, Jack Daniel. Yes. Okay, and so the first two, they're dark gray color. Okay, no, Kane is black. No, Kane is a blue brindle. He's a dark oh. blue brindle. <laughs> I was close. But anyways, so then now you also have the younger female. What is her name? Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, okay, see. The last two got two long, two extra names in their name instead of just Kane yeah. and Nala. It's like Jack Daniels. Nala, Nala has a Nala Nala Nala's name is actually Nala, Nala Storm. Okay, I, I was right. I cut it. See. Yeah. Don't worry, I got you. So, um, with that, you have taken on breeding and you know people who have desires to have their own brand of dog, and your dogs are Kane or so. Yes, Connie Corso is correct. Okay, cool. Um, are they about as big as you are? Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. So how do you manage having that many dogs, feeding them, uh, trading them? Because I know you also take them to get trained by Master Trade. Correct. Yeah. correct. What is that like for you? Is that a daily uh, thing it, or a monthly it, schedule? Uh, it's a weekly. Okay. It's, it's, it's weekly. But it keeps me... It keeps me it keeps me occupied. It's very, very busy for, especially when puppies are on the ground. Okay. And but they grow as up fast. Yes. But as far as the dogs themselves, when they're just not having puppies, 
I feel that it's pretty simple. Yes, you have to let them out and feed them, but it becomes routine, just like everything else. Once you once you lock in a routine, everything is real simple. I think uh, the first time you talked about this, I remember going, "Okay, you got one dog. Okay, now you got." Mm -hmm. Then when you decided to have uh, JD, I was like, so "What you gonna do with all these dogs?" It's like, "Go we'll get some road dogs." I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So the breed, with your breeding, all of your dogs are not actually bred here in Texas, right? Mm -mm. Okay. How does that work? Because I don't understand the process. Uh, well, the process, you can either you can either get a artificial insemination, which is, that means you can get the male semen shipped from either state to state or country to country. Because okay. it's a lot of because the the breed is originally from Italy, okay. So it's Italian. So you can get look some bougie dogs. <laughs> yeah, you can go. You can go. You can go get the semen from one of the one of the dogs that's out there, which is very expensive because they've been breeding what twenty plus years. So they didn't. They they really keyed in on structure and temperament. Of the dog because they kind of brought it back. Is this similar to how people are real particular about like pit bulls and French bulldogs, stuff like that? Yes. Like how they're supposed to be stacked and their posture. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, I got you. I started, I started paying attention more, so I got you. Because now it's, it's just like everything else. They're trying to, they're only wanting the name nobody's and, and it's trying to it's it's getting watered down a lot because they like i said they're only they're only moving because of the name county corso okay. okay you you just want to say oh i have a county corso just because you don't have but if you look at the pedigree or you look at the the lineages which is the same as the pedigree you look at it and it's you see a off a off strain or a a mutt that's the mom, but you want to call it a county corso, and then you start to breed it or sell it to any other people that don't know, and now you're you're pitching, oh, that's what you have. But that ain't true. So there's people that do but, pit bulls, and they'll be bred with another dog, and yes. it'll look like it with his bore, but Correct. then when they get older, Correct. it looks totally different. Ears Correct. are different, body Correct. shape and stature. Yep, and that is, it, but that's the same thing with the Frenchies, the Bullies, the American Pitbull. It's this the same thing. It's the same thing with the Rockwilder, the German Shepherd. Just because it's bred with a German Shepherd, don't mean it's a German Shepherd. Right, but it's also becoming more popular now that for having big bred dogs. Because remember, if you got a butt, you would not.
Band dog is four dogs put together. But they actually they're actually real sleek and nice dogs. But again, that used to be called a mutt. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. I think for me, I just get flustered with well, for me, it's not even flustered. Now I know me dealing with animals and eventually me and Jazz will be getting a puppy. Um, I I have to be real mindful too of allergies. So when people are getting dogs, people are also getting dogs that are even from this climate. So the health of the dog signs quicker because they're not stable. So I've also learned about what is uh, Alaskan Huskies. A lot of people want those dogs in warmer climates, but they're actually meant for cooler spaces. And I'm like, what sense does that make? Just because you want it doesn't mean it's meant to be had. Yep. Because I wanted one, but it's too hot. They get sick quicker. And, they... and then they're not in their they're not in their cool environment. You have to keep them in the house a lot and turn the AC down so your AC bill is gonna be real high. Yeah, so they carry a lot of fur and thicker skin. But they're they're real they're they're smart as hell. Yeah, and very uh animated from what I've seen. They're smart. Yes, they're smart. But that comes with them being so smart. Take it as a look at it, look at it as a kid. If a kid is super smart, they're gonna make jokes and, and do weird stuff. Yeah. And you'd be surprised at what they could do. It's not like Jazz, not that my dog's a dog, my daughter's a dog, but yeah, she do yes. weird stuff. I'm like, dude, they do but weird things. But like, but like how how do you even how why? Why do you even know this? Yeah. That's a story. Yeah. So with all of that, with all of your brands, lighthearted brand, clothing line, and your lighthearted kettle, that uh, you are a, I guess you could say a triple threat, you know, powerlifting, uh, clothing brand, dog kettle. Do you, with all of those things that you carry under your belt, do you see that as your, not just like living behind titles? But like your finding your purpose is that like your motivation to find purpose is fulfilled yes. in your life? Mm -hmm. If I, it helps me to it helps me to see if, first of all is that what I really want to do, and do I like doing it? Yes, I do. I like helping people, and I like I like matter of fact I I don't I don't even have to have credit for it I like to just if somebody say I motivated you okay cool that's fine I definitely appreciate that because yeah. I've had people walk up to me in the gym hey you motivated me to keep working out I was gonna go home it's a little yes and that 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 makes my day that makes me you know that makes me hey look I'm doing something good. That's good. Um, we never know who's watching. Um, and it's like I said, you wouldn't even know I'm in the gym. Quiet. You quiet. wouldn't even know I'm in the gym. I I go in the gym. I do what I need to do. I don't. I'm no yelling, no screaming. And you wouldn't even know I'm there. I think the idea that most people have to go to the gym. You hear a lot of the, uh, you know, like the loud 
sometimes you have to grunt just to get out the ache or whatever, but some of it I feel like it's for show for attention. It is. It's 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 for show and ego. Which is which is is crazy because everything's moved to ego now in this world. It's not even moved to strength or not moved to knowledge of anything. It's if your ego don't fit the situation, you gonna make a scene about it. Yeah. So it's like ah. With everything that you've done thus far, do you have any other things planned for your future? Like over the next twelve months, what do you self? What do you see yourself doing with your brand? Or what could people be looking for? Uh, my clothing brand is gonna be a lot of new stuff coming in clothing. I'm uh, I'm gonna do a lot of new stuff with clothing. Cause I need some pieces for. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do a lot of new stuff. It's gonna have more more slides coming, more jogger sets. It's gonna be a lot, and then the kennel. Yeah, the kennel. The kennel's gonna be even better. The kennel is gonna get. It's gonna get. It's gonna get bigger. I'm just kind of honing in on what, especially especially with the dogs, I'm honing in on what I want to see structure-wise and temperament-wise. Once, Because I've, I've, I've locked in on it, so now just need to keep repeating the process, keep keep, keep repeating product. Because okay. now now I'm seeing and I know that it, it, it works. Sometimes people get in business and they give up so quickly. And I know sometimes based on our conversations, you see me in business, and I've seen you in business, and there'll be days we'll be like, man, this, this is tough, but... It gets frustrating. It gets frustrating, yeah. What frustrates me the most is, I don't like to say this our people. Yeah. I've been... <laughs> the No, it's the, it's, the, it's the... Whether it's relatives or whether it's your, your quote-unquote friends, they hurt us the worst. And I have more of my support and more of my purchases, right. whether it's dogs or whether it's clothing, from strangers. Definitely, I feel the same, exact same way. Like I get the hey, because I will get the I will get the oh yeah. man, can I get a discount or hey man, I'm gonna yeah. buy something from you, man. I'm gonna wait till I get my money, but but you sitting here buying Gucci belts and Louis Vuitton glasses and Louis Vuitton purses and. Yep. Buff glasses and Cartier's. Come on now, man. It's funny because people will give so much praise to celebrities they don't even know, but their own people who need them, they don't show up for. And especially if you it's, see that they've been doing it for a while. It's not like, oh, they just started a brand. Let me see what you're doing and see if you're really committed. So you get people that start a business and they BS it around and it ain't really showing nothing. Yep. But when you see results, some people still feel like, if I buy into their brand, they owe me something. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. Like, how, how, how? You don't think you don't, and that's what I ask people: whether it's clothing or cars, because you don't, yeah. you don't go to, you, you don't go to Range Rover and ask them for a discount. No, you don't even. See you don't commercial. go to, you don't, you don't go to, uh, you don't go to Rolls Royce and say, "Hey, give me a discount on this car." Oh no, I got a, I got a, uh, a, a Rolls Royce. That's all you gonna hear. Yeah. 
So then I so so then this is what I asked, and I I've tried to ask this question to a lot of people. What is the issue? Is it price, or is it the, the ticket or the the name? So if they lower their price to forty dollars, is everybody gonna buy it? That's it. Like, Answer that question. Answer that question. Is it if you lower the price to forty dollars to a Gucci belt? If if Gucci goes and just just say, "Hey, look, all my belts today are forty dollars," or you just you don't see no commercial, you just go in there, and you they at a stand and they're forty dollars. What you gonna think? It's fake, right? That or it's gonna be questionable. What's wrong with exactly? Yeah. So if, but if I raise my price up, or if a a small business raises their price up like that, then it's like, oh well, why are you so high? I can go right here and get this for the cent. Come on now. But you also want quality of product, and at the it's same time, people want cheaper services, but they also get cheaper results. But you go yep. to somebody that's gonna charge $35, $45 like to get their hair done, such as I do hair, but they don't they, they have to come in with their hair pre-washed and conditioned. Yep. They don't wash, they don't condition, they don't, they don't uh they don't order them, none of that. Yep. Yeah. So but, people will complain regardless. They'll either complain that your prices are too high or they'll say, Why you don't charge more? And then when you go up on the price, hey, why you didn't warm? My money ain't like people. It's conf it's confusing, it's conflicting because you want something but then you don't want it at the same time. You want so quality, but that. you want you want quality, but you want it for a low cost. Yep. That's it. You can't get both. Because I forgot I forgot uh oh my one of my old coworkers when I was in a dealership, they he always used to say, What it's three things you can get from me. I mean, it's there's three ways you can get it: cheap, quick, and correct. You can only have it two ways. Which one you want? Correct. Correct. And uh, correct and uh, and right. I mean, uh, correct and uh, what it was cheap. It's cheap, correct, and uh. I think it was on time fast. or something, but you could, yeah, something like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you get it cheap and fast, it's not gonna be right. Poor quality. If you get it fast and pricey, it's still not gonna be correct. So which one you want? You want it pricey and correct, so you know you only paying it one time. So, yeah. but a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people don't understand. That logic, and I was like, I looked at it. I'm like, because at the time he told me I was what 22, 23. So I'm like, yep, that's that's right. But everybody wants everything like this, Every, everybody wants it quick. Yeah, but what comes quick leaves your hands, it leaves the light even quicker, yeah. even quicker. What comes quick leaves even quicker. That's it. So, where can the people find you? What's your social media website? What uh, looking for? Website for the clothing, and which is also gonna be the clothing brand and the kennel. It's gonna be all on the same website. I'm gonna have I'm I'm doing I'm gonna do uh reconstruct at the beginning of the year. Uh, 
okay. uh lionheartedbrand.com uh Insta the the Instagram for the, the the clothing brand is Lionhearted underscore brand, and for the kennel it's Lionhearted kennel. What's up? Oh, I definitely like I said we we chat all the time. We chat about life, trouble, yep. drama, trials, tribulations, and normally it's like a family reunion because it ain't just me and you. It's always our our elder that sits in the room and yep. she does this get it all out and we all pour it to each other but I do always appreciate our conversations because we're big on health life, love, family laughter, all of that so um, we encourage and inspire each other to a lot I think sometimes it's rare that you can actually have for most people feel like well you got friends and, and they are opposite sex y'all like each other, no it ain't always like each other. like we literally <laughs> You can hear both sides of the story, man. You can hear both sides of the story, whether it's a male of the male end coming from me, the female end coming from you, or the elder end coming from the elder. It, you you get to hear you get to hear all the spectrums, and sometimes they're gonna align, sometimes they're not. Right, but it opens your eyes to see. But it opens the eyes to, to see. Yes, it opens to see the different perspectives and a different outcomes of every situation or every different action because everybody's not going to take the same path yeah. that's true that's true well i'm definitely glad to have you on this will be the last time and i definitely and i definitely thank you and i thank you and i thank you and i thank you not a problem we um i definitely do have a panel coming up soon and i definitely know you'll be here um there's several people that are going through life issues such as health and things of that nature. So I applaud you on your brand never saying I can't, you know, because I know for me, I struggle fighting through my rheumatoid arthritis diagnosis uh, 10 years ago, actually. Um, and that would be like the, I don't know how to make it, but you remember watching me go through days where I literally was like falling out like you need a break you good and you you see my highs and my lows you can be a test you know to what i've gone through so me yep. knowing your story and vice versa i think a lot of people will be encouraged and inspired that we can push beyond our limitations that people set upon us because we don't put limits on us so i appreciate you brother we'll be chatting up here and definitely uh, appreciate it this is the Let's Be For Real podcast. I'm thinking that Seth, if you need to shop, check out his stuff. It'll be posted at the bottom of the page. And we'll be here. Peace out, y'all. Peace.